Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome back. I am so excited that you're joining us for another episode if you are new to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and check it out and see what it's all about. I hope that you'll love it and you'll stick around for more episodes to come. So for all my regular listeners, you know that the way this podcast works is that I read a journal entry of mine from about six years ago, and then I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and which I wish I had known then. But today we are in for a special treat. We have a guest, so you don't have to listen to me blab away alone. And her name is Rachel Chia, and she is a fellow podcaster. She has an incredible podcast, and I will have her tell us about that, and then we'll get this conversation started. So Rachel, tell us about your podcast. Hi, Kim. Thanks for inviting me here. We're so glad you come. Oh, yeah, I'm excited too. Okay, thank you for inviting me. So um, I am uh, actually having a uh, podcast uh, on Spotify, on Apple, and it's titled uh, Soulfully Feminine. So that podcast is about um, self-love and healing in short. Um, Basically, I actually got a prompt to start this podcast because I was on the tail end of my own personal self-love healing journey and basically I just thought that you know there will be some other women who um, are in the midst of uh, their self-love healing journey or maybe in the thick of their struggles like what you like to say and that they can actually uh, reference to my podcast Um, and of course uh, that podcast would provide them with some um, guidance as well as some form of positivity you know um, through their journey so uh, yeah this is how I actually started. Yes. And so I think that's why you and I connected so easily is because we both, well, I still feel like I'm on this self-love healing journey. I don't know that the journey ever ends. It just evolves and changes as we go through it. Um, But we, you know, both were in this journey. We both have this podcast. And so just a lot of things in common. I'm older than you, but still, you know, very much a lot in common. And so there was just that instant connection. So I was like, yes, you have to be on the podcast. Come, come. So, um, one of the things that I totally related to in your journey is that you were attracting these men who were emotionally unavailable for you. And I did the same thing in the past. <laughs> it's like, I had this big blinking sign over my head that said, yes, come to me, come to me. So how did you, um, experience that awakening to finally realize that you wanted something more? Yeah. So, um, I guess um I guess with a lot of women who are actually drawn to you know personal development as well as self help um I think most of them um and most like me as well we kind of have um some experiences uh, in our relationships that weren't weren't so positive so yes. basically this is what is the pushing or breaking point for us to actually seek um you know more improvement in our lives and kind of also uh, dive deep internally as to what Mm -hmm. uh, actually is uh, wrong, you know, because basically um, for for me at that point in time, I actually, uh, yes, like what you said, uh, was attracting uh, a lot of emotionally unavailable and unhealthy men. So um, 
one of my spiritual awakenings actually involved like a really, really um, horrible uh, breakup with uh, one of my, the, my previous partners. So um, at that point in time, I guess he was the catalyst for me to actually um, redirect like the focus on back to me and to kind of mm-hmm. ask myself some really um, tough questions as to what is going on here. Like I- I'm sure I'm attracting um emotionally unavailable men um, it's not I mean as much as it's something to do with the guy and I'm sure the guy has um, some problems but at the same time like what is it about me you know like what is about me that is a magnet for such people so um, basically it's like given that I kind of finally um, realized that um, I was also partially the problem because I am the common denominator right so that's hard isn't it to realize that you're the common denominator? When I had that realization, I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that doesn't feel so nice. So that's, I think, part of the, like, that's the first big thing is to realize that you, in fact, are the common denominator. And so how did that feel when you had that realization? Was that kind of like, yes, I find, I found the missing piece of the puzzle. And so now I can move forward. Or was it more of like, oh, God, I'm the, I'm the problem, too. Like how did yeah, you feel on it's that the moment? second one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my gosh! Like, and because uh, I guess that that breakup was really, um, really depressing, and I was feeling really devastated. So, I was like really at my lowest point. I feel like, but the pain, I would say, that pain actually kind of break my heart open like you know to be receptive about like what if it is me as well you know and I guess like when I know like oh my god like it is me too you know like I am part of the equation and but at the same time there is like an empowering element to it because um, I mean if it's me if it's something about me it just means that you know I can change it you know I have the power to correct it and to actually change what is appearing in my reality so I guess like it's a little bit of a mixed um, feeling, but uh, yes, I agree with you when you said that like it's so tough to actually um, kind of look at yourself and to take personal responsibility for what is actually happening in your life. So yeah, yeah. because it's so easy to blame others. It's so easy to pass the buck and say, oh, it is so not me. It is nothing to do with me. It is everything to do with them. It's so much easier. And then it allows us to not really make the change that's necessary. So it's such a tough thing to swallow when you realize like, oh, I do have a role in this. But like you said, it's also empowering too, because then they realize that there's some some sense of control in this situation and there, there isn't a need to settle. And then there's actually change that can come from it. Yes, yes. And I, and besides like, you know, blaming other people, I just find that in the past prior to my my spiritual awakening, it is like, I was thinking I can control, you know, the man, like how how they can react to me or how I can make them available or how can I fix them and all these things is just like, looking externally and just putting all your energy outwards and just scattered all over, you know, and it's like, kind of, I also kind of realized that, this is actually a way of not looking at my internal, you know, self and my internal feelings and emotions. And it is like an escapism 
you know, yeah. to, to myself. So um, I guess like at a point when I finally realized that I'm part of the equation and that I'm partly responsible, uh, it is also the time when I guess I was ready to actually look within, you know, because yeah. many a times it could be some people who just want to blame other people. It could be also because that they are just not ready to face themselves yeah. yet. So I guess it's a timing and a readiness as well as, of course, uh, looking, try, looking at yourself, you know, and having this uh, awareness of, about the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. And I love that you said yet, because that also implies that it's going to happen, you know, because sometimes <laughs> we're in the, when we're in the middle of it, we don't really feel like, you know, it's not easy work. It, there's nothing glamorous. It's not sexy by any means to go on a personal healing journey. It's tough. It's painful. It's exhausting. Um, it's well worth it though. It's well worth the journey. It's well worth going through all of those experiences to heal, to get to the other side but it can feel so daunting at times that where it's like, oh, I just don't want to do this. So I'm not going to do this. And there's that readiness piece, but just knowing that the readiness will come. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be in a week. It might take a year. It could take five years, but it's going to come when the readiness is there. So I love that you use the word yet because it says that there is hope on some level. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. I mean, and I, I, I am sure like some people who are listening to this, like you, you are probably on, you know, in the middle of probably a relationship that you feel on some levels are not really in alignment with yourself or your truth. And for me, I, I just feel like that is fine because ultimately I always believe that, you know, um, God or, or the universe or whatever your belief system is, they will actually push you, you know, towards yeah. um, growth. And it's like, if something feels off and that like um, if something's not in alignment with like your truth or your soul you know it's like you you can feel it and eventually this kind of feelings just like you know uh, feelings of love and everything it just surface and you know it you can't escape it um, and you'll just be you know forced to actually take a look at it and but yes the time the time will come and like even though like it can be scary and it's actually um, really really uh, painful for our egos I would say yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, it's really fulfilling, like what you say. And like, uh, of course, on the other end of it, like it will be better. But of course, when you're still in the middle of it, it's really hard to see that, oh, you know, uh, that your life and uh, your relationships and everything around you can actually transform. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing is that we have to just trust and believe yeah. that everything that's happening is meant to happen. And that can also be a hard thing to handle, especially when things aren't good. So if you're in a situation, you know, where I was as a teenager being in a relationship that was filled with domestic violence, that's a really tough thing to say like, oh, the universe has me here for some purpose. In the mm. middle of it, it feels like why, like there is no God, there is no universe, there's no one out there because if there were, I would not be in this situation. But looking back, I can say I was there for a reason. I was there to go through that, to learn from that, because then I can take the things that I learned from that relationship and share them with other women who are either in that situation themselves or who have a sister or a daughter or a mother or a friend in that situation. It's the same thing when I was in my teaching career and it just felt like this constant struggle, this constant battle. I thought this is not what I signed up for. But again, I now have a better appreciation for what teachers go through. I have an appreciation of what parents feel and experience when their kids are struggling in school. So even when things are not fun and great and 
feeling great. They're feeling horrible. Um, we are going through them for a reason. And it sounds, you know, kind of like that toxic positivity, like, oh, everything happens for a reason. It's okay. Find the good in it, even when it's really horrible. But it's not, yeah. a, it's not about the toxic positivity. It's about looking at that and not allowing it to define you, but allowing you to use that to define you. Yes, uh, absolutely. I totally agree with you 100%. Like, um, even with like, if you talk about toxic positivity, I always feel like, I mean, for me, I advocate like sitting, you know, in like the unpleasant feelings as well as the discomfort and everything. So even if you are feeling negative right now, it's like, that's okay. You know, it's like, that's not going to be forever. You know, it's just state. So I mean, feelings and everything, they are all really fleeting. So it's like, even if like right now you just can't see, you know, the light on the end of the tunnel, it's like, I think all it takes is just, you know, that one ounce of uh, strength and of course, like positivity in terms of like giving, like surrendering and giving trust, you know, in the process and like whatever that comes your way or whatever that you kind of predict could come your way because of the choices you're making now it's like there's still value in it it doesn't matter you know even if let's just say right now you are in the middle of a toxic relationship or like a violent relationship anything or maybe your finances are bad or anything you know like in a sense like this too shall pass you know it's like whatever that you are in right now is not permanent so it's like you can just kind of take heart and kind of like be really relieved to know the fact that um, it is a journey and that but no matter what whether where you are right now it will just eventually lead to something better bigger and greater for, for you so I think yeah the trust and the surrender and as well as um, not about toxic positivity but it's more on like we're not trying to say like we are forcing you to feel positive when you are really sad and you know down in the dumps and everything yeah. but at the end of the day it's like yeah just accept everything that you are experiencing and you are going through and that you know just know that things will eventually be all right I mean no matter how cliche this saying is yeah 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 and that's the thing too it's like um in the moment it feels like all of those experiences those feelings those emotions um it feels so permanent in the moment because it can be so heavy you think how in the world is this ever going to pass but it really does because in the word emotion there's the word motion. It's always changing. And so what we, I think the biggest thing for me, and I don't know if you can relate to this too, but when I was in those really dark places, I didn't do anything to help myself get out of those places. I stayed there because I kept thinking about it. I was so focused on the negative feelings that I just felt more of those negative feelings. And I didn't do anything to get myself out of that. So when you're in that moment, you said that you, you know, you allow yourself to sit there, you feel it, you acknowledge it, but what do you do to move past it so that we don't get stuck in this feeling of never ending misery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally understand because sometimes when you are really, really down, uh, like at your down moment or your low season, you know, whatever you call it, it's like, you just feel like, oh, maybe I would just continue to be stuck here. You know, I, I would not actually... Uh, rise up above the problem and you know mm-hmm. to in search for a solution you know that is really normal um so normally what i always uh believe in and as well as i guess there are research to to back it up is that 
you know, our feelings um, and our emotions is they just need uh, really 100% kindness, compassion, as well as love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. So basically, they only need uh, around 90 seconds to um, two minutes of your time. Um, sorry, 90 minutes to two, two minutes of your time. Um, in order to actually um, be, they will actually willingly dissipate on its own. I mean, you, you might be really surprised that such a short period of time, you know, needed to kind of care for your feelings as well as be present for them. Yeah. Um, so, but honestly, it just takes this short amount of time. But many people, I, I feel like they are actually getting themselves like, you know, are stuck in that probably 30 seconds to one minute mark where because they will always be thinking, oh no, it's like, it's getting worse and worse, it's downward spiraling and everything. And so they're just, they have this fear of uh, wanting to go even downwards. But honestly, like uh, what I can say is based on research, it's that um, they only require 90 minutes to uh, two minutes of your time and trust that, you know, this thing will, it will um, go down in a level of intensity. And that is yeah. when, what you can do is actually... Um, what I like to call it is uh, moving up the emotional skill. Mm-hmm. So um, basically for this emotional skill, it's always like, you know, you are on a very low, uh, low vibrational kind of uh, emotion that is like yes. probably examples like powerlessness is really yes. low vibe. And it's like from there, what you can do is you can sit in it. Um, and like I said, 90 minutes, uh, 90 minutes, sorry, 90, 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah 90 seconds, uh-huh. 90 seconds of your time. And then like about 90 seconds to two minutes, um, basically you, what you can do is the feelings, once it dissipates, you can actually grab onto the next, um, next feeling thought. So basically the next feeling thought would be a bit of a higher vibration, but still in the negative emotional realm, but, yeah. but not to worry, it will probably the next um, emotion will be sadness. And yeah. it's like, or grief. And that is actually better than powerlessness. And so yeah. like after you actually uh, go past sadness, grief. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. So it's so funny that you mentioned the <laughs> emotional scale because I was like, oh, I have that sitting right here with me. Um, it's yeah. Abraham Hicks's emotional scale. And yes. And so that's the, that's the trick is that there are three stages. So there's like the negative, they call them heavy emotions and then the transitory emotions and then the high feeling vibe emotions. And so that's exactly how you do it. You just take one level of emotion at a time and that feels so doable. So if Mm -hmm. you are feeling discouraged, the next one above discouraged is blame. And if you can get past the blame, then you hop to worry. Then if you can get out of worry, you go to doubt. And guess what? You're leaving the heavy emotions when you get out of yeah. worry. And you go to yes. the emotion. So it's just, and not to say like, oh, I'm just going to hop through all these emotions in the next two minutes. But even if you can just get yourself to the next one up, um, because honestly, the high vibe ones, like the lowest high vibe emotion is contentment or satisfaction. And I think that a lot of people would just be happy to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the key is just to work your way up. And I mean, let's just say you feel like really depressed and you feel really helpless. It's like, we are not really, I mean, just try not to um, expect yourself to be happy. You know, it's like, yeah. that is too far of a stretch, right? So yeah. what you do is just like what you say, like work your way up. And it's like, when, once you kind of sit in it, in the discomfort, in, in the discomfort as well as the uncomfortable feelings, it's like you can you can kind of when it dissipates, you can that is your chance. You can grab onto the next better feeling thought available. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
you just know that you know you are on the way so it's like you're not gonna get stuck like it's like no no worries you know like yeah. you, you will go up so it's like so from the negative emotional realm you can actually get yourself out slowly to the neutral one and the neutral if I'm not wrong is like boredom or something like that and then because boredom yes. is like yeah boredom right so boredom, boredom is like when you are just so like sick and tired of it it's like oh no I'm done with the negativity you know I'm yes. done with that and that's when yeah. you decided like okay let me leave that behind and then let me move on in life and let me move forward you know to yes. a better feeling thought and that and it's like yeah it gets better it's like it will <laughs> Yeah. And, and one of the easiest ways to move up is just with breath work is just deep breathing. And that was such a helpful thing, or even just taking a walk. And even on the days where it's yucky outside and we can't get out, just literally leaving the room where you're having the negative emotion and going to a different room um, can just be that much of a game changer, or even just getting a drink of water. Yes, yes. And um, I guess like me and you, we are kind of similar as well. We we love meditation. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I always think like meditation is the, the key, you know, to actually uh, feeling that inner peace and to actually train like presence as well as like focus. So it's yeah. like, when you actually get really advanced in like this practice, especially it's like you can literally like choose what feeling thoughts comes in and what goes out so it's like you have this mastery of your own um, inner self and and that is when the ultimate power comes but of course like yeah like what you said if let's just say you don't meditate or anything yes taking a walk or like doing things that brings um, pleasure to you or things that brings you relief um, that is something that you can actually do for yourself in order to actually um, move up the emotional skill yeah. And I'm remembering that we're deserving of that self-care and that self-love. Um, because I think sometimes when we are in that low place, we feel like we're not worthy of even stopping to take a couple breaths. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm this horrible person. I'm failing at life or this is miserable or my relationship failed. And uh, this is the end of things. And I, who am I to take two minutes to breathe or who am I to take two minutes to go outside and enjoy some fresh air? But it's like, no, you are valuable. You're worthy. You're deserving of fresh air. You're deserving of meditative <laughs> breaths. You're deserving of getting yourself a drink of water and remembering that because I think that too can be a big roadblock in actually doing the things that you need to do to get yourself up that emotional scale. Yes, yes. I mean, it's so funny, right? Like when like you are just feeling so low and so down, it's like you you just, like what you say, you feel really undeserving, really unworthy. And yeah. I- I mean, if you were to tell an outsider that the outsider might think like, you know, you're crazy. Like, why would you even think like you can't have a breath or you can't have yeah. a cup of coffee? You know, it's like, it's, it's seriously like crazy. But I know like these feelings are so real sometimes and it's like, you just can't uh, get yourself like out of there. But honestly speaking, it's like, you, you know, when you start to actually, um, it's very counterintuitive, but at the same time, you know, it's like your inner being is wanting you to accept yourself uh, as your ne- in your negative state as well. So it's yeah. like if you can actually um, pour all the love, the, accept- the acceptance, the kindness and uh, everything, you know, compassion as well as grace to yourself. It's like you are also kind of reprogramming your, your subconscious and as well as your, your mind to say that, you know, you are worthy. And I think a lot of times it starts with those little things, like what you said, like, you know, going out for a walk when you feel like you want to walk or like just 
following your impulse as well as whatever that you are drawn to uh, at this very moment, if you were to actually listen in and tune in and really follow it, it's like you are also kind of training yourself on a new trajectory whereby you can actually sub-communicate to yourself that, um, yeah, I'm actually worthy of, you know, taking time out for myself and to really nourish myself and to pamper myself, like, yeah, with the self-care and the love and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's just that, yeah, you just have to be also, I guess, patience and kind of having faith as well as trust. And like what I mentioned, also the surrender piece, everything has to be there. Um, but, you know, it, it will come because I guess we as humans, we are just naturally programmed to, to go onto the frequency of, of love and, you know, of all the good things. So it's like, yeah, it's totally possible no matter where you are at right now. Yeah. And I, you said two um, things that were really important and I, I only remember one, the second will come back to me, but um, reprogramming ourselves it, because our brain starts to believe all the negative things that we constantly feed into it. And so it, and patience, that was the other thing. Yes. Patience. It yes. takes time to reprogram our brain. So it's so important to have patience with ourselves in the journey because it takes time we're not computer programs. So it can't, it's not like the click of a button that the program has changed. It takes time to rewire the brain. And so um, yeah, a lot of people will use affirmations, but I was just reading this book called um, The Millionaire. I think it's The Millionaire Mind or The Millionaire Mindset, something like that um, mm. by T. Harv Ecker, I think is the author's name. And he says that he uses something called devotions or declarations he uses declarations so oh. affirmations um are more of like said in the presence like i am beautiful i am deserving i am but he, he states his to where it's um it's happening so it's believable like i will become whatever i mm -hmm. will know that and so that way because sometimes when we're trying to reprogram our brain rewire it it's hard to believe in the moment that we are worthy and we are deserving when we have conditioned ourselves to believe otherwise for so long. So yes. um, I'll have to go back in the book and touch on it again um, for the specifics of declarations, but he makes declarations and they're slightly different than affirmations. And I was just like, yes, I love this because I love affirmations, but I was like, Ooh, this declaration thing is even more powerful. So like, if you can use the declaration and the affirmations in combination yes. to, um, change the mindset and rewire and just understand mm -hmm. that it's going to take time. So I'm not sure how long of a journey it was for, because you've had three spiritual awaken awakening. So yeah. I started my healing journey back in 2014 and here we are in 2022. So it will be, it's seven and a half years and I'm still on it. It just looks vastly different than it did when I first started. And knowing that the journey is continuing till the end of my lifetime, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how long has your healing journey been? Okay, I started in um, 2019. So okay. um, that was actually where my third spiritual awakening is. So that was like my last one. And that, that was like, enough is enough, you know, like, yes. I think I, I deserve more, you know, like I yeah. deserve to actually uh, be in a life um, that I actually want and dream of. So that is when I actually kickstarted like my healing journey. And 
I mean, I really love your the idea about the declaration part because it sounds more like there's more conviction, you know, in it than the yeah. affirmation. And of course, like if you talk about affirmations or declarations, uh, either way, it's like when we actually go through those tough times, it's like it's a reference um, for us. We have to just take it as a reference because it's a contrasting experience. Definitely in yeah. all the negativity or all the bad situations that we get ourselves in, uh, either uh, by accident or not by accident, you know, because of choice, it's like, it, it's actually a reference point for us because it's like a contrasting experience and that actually a new desire and a new kind of um, want actually birth out of such um, negative experiences. So it's like, when you see also negative experiences as a gateway, you know, to your growth, as well as um, to like, it's like a pathway for you to pave in order for yeah. you to create a, a life that you actually want. Um, then I guess going through the negativity doesn't seem so bad, you know, anymore and that you don't really need to blame yourself or anything for it. So for me, I would say like, yeah, when in 2019, that was when I actually started. And then even right now, like what you, like what you mentioned, it's, I'm still on this journey and it's like, there is no destination, you know, it's yeah. like, it's forever there, it's never ending and it's like, every single time we will definitely new, we'll learn something new about ourselves and it's mm-hmm. like, given that we have trained ourselves to be so self-aware and to be so like conscious of our patterns and everything, yeah. it's like, we, we can better manage it but of course we do kind of know what is on us and so we actually are better equipped to heal it and as well as to manage like uh, people at relationships and our money or our jobs and everything like so many things in life for us to handle you know it's like yeah. but with this better emotional state and with this um, healed like kind of state not that I'm healed but it's just that you know when you are at a better feeling place it's everything seems like more manageable and that you know mm-hmm. things like kind of feel like a breeze and they feel so peaceful right now it's like you you sometimes you also look back and you kind of feel like what was I actually doing last time but yeah. you know it, it just gets better and better you know from yeah. there so once yeah. you make the choice to, to go on this journey <laughs> yeah yeah so Um, so I, my listeners are all over the spectrum. Some are, you know, in the thick of the healing journey, some haven't started and they're thinking, Oh, maybe I should. Um, so what would be your tip? Um, so your tip is that, you know, you say to commit and prioritize yourself. So what's, um, one thing that, um, my listeners can do if they're ready, they're like, yes, everything that Kim and Rachel said today, amen. It resonates. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, preach. How can what's the what's the one thing that they can do that will really allow them to prioritize themselves in a way that doesn't that might not feel so overwhelming or out of reach? Yeah, I think yes, prioritizing, prioritizing sorry yourself, it's like uh, how you can actually start is in really in baby steps. Like all I can say is any single time when, you know, you are actually receiving a prompt or, or an impulse is like, you know, because we are always so tapped into, you know, like source energy or like what you want to call it. Like, but for me, I, I just resonate with, no, I'm always with God. So, you know, God doesn't give up on you. And it's like, um, all the time you're always receiving prompts, downloads or any other messages um, from, you know, a higher power, you know, just take it and, and just do it. Like, because, yeah. um, it could be really small things like, like, for example, let me give an example on my personal, yes. my personal life. It's like, 
sometimes like God tells me to check my junk mail and sure enough, like there's something uh, in my junk mail that is of importance and that like mm-hmm. you should respond to it immediately. So it's like a lot of these small little things, it adds up. And so don't kind of see it as small things, but you should know that, you know, the little thing adds up and that, you know, yeah. when you actually start on these tiny little things, that is when you actually trust yourself more you know you kind of trust these prompts these downloads more and that that is when you actually start to you know build on on it and you gain some positive momentum you know towards the 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 track that you want to go on so yeah yeah, that's my tip yes I love baby steps because when we try to do too much at once it feels overwhelming and then we throw in the towel and say nope not doing it because I can't handle it it's too much but I love that you said you know to look for the signs the prompts um And I think that's a big thing too, is that we don't always listen to what our inner compass is telling us, uh, you know, listening to our gut. And so um, it's funny that you're like, you got this nudge to check your junk mail. And there was an important email there. Yesterday I was on um, a Zoom call with a friend who lives in Minnesota and I was sitting in my family room at the table and in the window, there was a male cardinal and a female cardinal. And I said, oh, there's a beautiful cardinal and he's looking at me in the window. And I said, Oh, look, there's his girlfriend. And they're probably thinking, stop looking at us lady, because we're on a date and we need some privacy. And so my friend said, Oh, you need to look up what cardinal means. And so I said, okay. So I ran and got my book that says, you know, what animal spirit, animal knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. It was like exactly the message of cardinal was exactly what it needed. It was like, have compassion for yourself and others. And I was like, and it was so relevant to the conversation. It was just so crazy how it lined up perfectly. But if she hadn't said to me, look up what a cardinal means, I would have not looked it up and I would have missed the message. So we get messages and little nudges and in so many different ways. And it's just being open to getting them. And just when we get them, just take a baby step to follow whatever it is. Yes. Oh my God. It's so amazing. Your story. I mean, yeah. yeah, Like besides God, yes, I'm pretty sure people around you or sometimes even a music on a radio station or everything, it will call out to you in a certain way. And that, you know, you want to act on it. You have that impulse, you know, like an organic impulse to actually act on it. Just do it and see where that takes you. And that I'm sure hundred percent that it's taking you somewhere uh, that you are meant to be. So yeah, I think this is how you get started and it's actually really simple. So just just do it. Like you can do it any time of the day, anywhere. So yeah, it's something yeah. that you can actually do this and then, you know, it just, you slowly build your way up. Yeah, and that's yeah. how the self-love journey is about. I, I, I personally feel so. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on One of a Kind You. This episode is amazing. I know it's going to help so many of my listeners. If you found this episode helpful and you think a friend could listen, please feel free to share with a friend because the more the merrier. So be sure to check out Rachel's podcast. The link is going to be in the show notes. So you can go right there and get to her podcast. She's also on Instagram. So be sure to follow her there as well. Her posts are incredible. Her, the images that she uses for her posts are gorgeous. I look at them every time and think, oh, wow, she's so good at making her posts. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And so, um, so Rachel is just a gem. 
So be sure to follow and feel free to leave a review. I look at all of the reviews. I take the feedback to be sure that this podcast is exactly what you're looking for as a resource, as an area of support, and to just have a place where you know that you are not alone on this journey, whether it's a motherhood journey, a healing journey, a womanhood journey, we are here for you. So thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to see you guys next week.